0: jesus aren't you thankful today Woo! thank you my god thank you jesus can we raise our hands for just a moment here this morning oh thank you jesus thank you my god thank you jesus oh god i thank you lord that i'm not what i used to be Woo! thank you jesus thank you god thank you lord for taking me into a new place god where I have new hope and I have new direction. Oh, God, I have a purpose. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for your spirit in this place today, Lord. Woo, thank you, my God. My God, thank you, Jesus. There's such a sweet presence of God in this place today. I thank you, Lord, for it. God, I thank you, God, for the changes, God, in hearts and minds that you're doing today. I thank you, God, for it. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for each and every person that you're speaking to, God, and that you're going to speak to in this house today. Ooh, I believe it, God. I believe it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God. Welcome to evangelistic service today. Ooh, shout out, i a Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Speak heavenly, Father, if you want to speak God. Speak God in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to delay any longer. Welcome out, everybody. I love you all. I'm so glad to see you. Aren't you thankful to be in the house of God today? Woo, thank you, Jesus. There's so many other places I could be... Oh, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful, Jesus, to be here today. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to do what I said I probably would never do again. Get out of your pew, shake at least two or three people's hands and tell them that you love them and you're glad to see them today. They need to hear it. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. We are going to go before the Lord in prayer this morning. It's still the morning, isn't it? Yes, it is. We have a little bit of time. If you will remember, Bishop and Sister Laura, they are out traveling this weekend. Remember, we do have... Obviously, I think you can tell by looking around a little bit. We have a few out there out enjoying the sunshine, taking some vacation, some much needed vacation. It's important to get away and relax. You know what? Even if it's just for a little bit of time, it's important. <laughs> but let's keep all of those in prayer. If you have a need, if you know somebody that has something they're in need of, can we signify that by the uplifting of the hands today? I know that there's a lot of needs, there's a lot of different things going on. Let's keep all those in prayer. Let's go before the Lord in prayer today. Amen. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. God, we're so thankful, Lord Jesus. God, I'm thankful for each and every person that's here. God, I'm thankful for every family that's represented in this place today. God, I thank you, Heavenly Father, for your spirit that we feel in this house today. God, it's, so, it's almost overwhelming, God, to think, Lord God, when we start to think, God, about the things that you've done. God, about the places, God, that we've been and the things that you've brought us through. Oh God, I can't say much more than that. I'm thankful today. God, I thank you, Heavenly Father, because I know I don't deserve it. I know that I've not earned it on my own. God, there's nothing that I could do, Heavenly Father, that could ever purchase, Lord, what you've done for me. Oh God, but you gave it to me freely because you love me. Oh God, and I thank you for it. God, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would move, Lord God, in this service. God, move and have your way, God, whatever it may be. God, I pray that you would speak to those, God, that are hurting, that are in need. God, I pray that you would encourage those that need encouragement today. God, I ask that you would touch each and every need, everything, God, that was signified this morning by the hands, God, that were raised. God, by the prayers that are being prayed, you know every name. God, you know every situation. God, you know every piece, God, that needs to be moved. God, that needs to be changed, that needs to be altered, God, in any way, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, so that our families, God, our friends, God, our co-workers, God, that they would be drawn to you, God, because that's really what it's all about. God, I can have all the money, I can have all the stuff, I can have all the titles, I can have everything else in this world, but if I lose my soul, God, if I lose those around me, the ones that I love and that I care about, God, if they lose their soul, Lord God, Oh, God, that's what's important, God. That's really what I'm seeking after, God, today. Oh, God, the rest of the stuff can fall away. It It can fall away, God, if it needs to, because, God, that's what I need today. I need to be with you, Lord. God, I need to fill you in the midst. God, I need to fill you in the midst of that storm, God. God, I need to be reassured today that God even though it didn't it didn't look like God what I thought it was going to look like Lord that you're still there with me. God that you're walking beside me. God that you're holding me up in the places God where I don't feel like I can even stand. God I love you because you God are the only one that can do that. You're the only one strong enough. You're the only one holy enough. Oh I love you my God. I love you Lord. Oh, God, and I'll never, God, I'll never cease to give you all the praise and honor and the glory, God. No matter what happens, God, no matter what I come, God, no matter what tries to come against me. Oh, God, no matter the fear or the doubt that try to come in, God, that try to say something different, Lord, God, I know that you're there with me, God, because you love me. God, you said if I made my bed in hell, you'd be there with me. You love me enough. God, even in the places where I should never be doing the things I never should have done, you were there and you love me. And you cared enough to pull me out of it. God, you pulled me out of that grave. The one that I made for myself. God, I love you, Jesus. Oh, I praise you, Lord. Because you're worthy, God, of it. You're worthy today. Thank you, Lord. Could you raise your hands, man, with me today? I don't... I don't think that I'm being overly sensitive to God today. I think that God's just that strong in this place. I think that somebody needs a reassuring word spoken to their life. They need to remember why they started this thing that they started a long time ago. It wasn't about being busy. It wasn't about the chores. It wasn't about the things that needed to be done. It was about God. It was about His love for you. And he was there loving you when nobody else was there, when nobody else loved, or nobody else cared, or nobody else wanted to listen. He was there saying, I love you, baby, and it's going to be all right. And he picked you up, and he turned you around, and he got you back on your feet walking. He had greater love than most of us could ever have because he was willing to give up his own life for you. And it's not recorded anywhere, but I can, I know that he loves each and every one of us enough to where if it was just you, oh, have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt that in your life? God, if it was just me, would you still have done it? And I got a resounding yes. He loves me enough. He cares for me enough that He would have done it. Aren't you thankful? Even if you don't hear it from anywhere else, that you can be reassured that God loves you. No matter what you're going through, He loves you and He will never stop loving you. You can't do anything. You can't do anything to stop Him from loving you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Can you just praise him for just another moment? I don't take it lightly when God speaks to us. I don't thank you, God, thank you, Lord, for loving us God even God in the midst of all the stuff. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, my Lord, thank you, God, for caring for me today. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, God, for confirming. Thank you, God, for confirming, God, that you're still there. Oh, up, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God. Thank you, Lord. We can get so busy, and we can start. We can rush. We can rush through things. And when we begin to rush. And we lose our focus. We miss what God's trying to do. I'm not so worried about taking up an offering. I'm not so worried about announcements. I'm not so worried about my dinner after church is over. That I don't want to give time. That I don't want to give God time. To do. To speak. And to change. It's not about. It's, it's not about the things that we think it's about. We got to refocus. We got to refocus. If it's not about God, then it's not right. And even if it is about God, if that's my intent, then it's not right. I got to have a right heart and a right intent. I don't just have to walk it. I got to be walking it for the right reason. Because if I walk it for the wrong reason, it can still lead me to a place where I don't want to be. I don't want to ever rush God. Jesus. It's the last thing I'm going to say and we're going to take up. Can I have a couple of ushers take up our offering today? Get a couple of people up here, please. God confirmed something to somebody today. I know that he did at least one person. You need to move on your response. Can I tell you that? You need to move on your response. When God speaks to you, don't stand still. Whether you got it, no matter which direction you got to walk or what you got to do, when God tells you, you better move. You better move let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I ask that you would bless this offering. God, I pray that you would bless the rest of this service. Lord, we know you're here. God, we thank you, Lord God, for your spirit. God, we thank you for your love and your mercy, God, that you've shown to all of us. God, I ask that you would have your way. God, touch the singers, the musicians. God, bless our speaker today. God, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would move, God, in a way that we, we can't even imagine. God, I pray that you would touch hearts and minds and lives. God, I pray that you'd adjust attitudes, Lord Jesus. Whatever, God, whatever, Lord, we need to do so that we're walking to you, Jesus, today. I love you, Lord, and I praise you. May ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Bring your tithes and your offerings forward today and praise and worship with our worship team.
1: To move towards God. Thank you, Lord. Mountains are still being moved, strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe in. yes, we can see it, wonders are still up. you be- God, he oh, 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 oh,
2: Can you let the Spirit of God just sweep across this place? Come on, you allow Him to move where He needs to move at right now. Come on, in the deep, the depths of who you are, let God begin to move. Let God begin to speak. Let God begin to work right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, right now, if we lift our hands all across this place and just begin to surrender ourselves over to Him. Come on, God, Your way is better. Understand tradition and religion is man-made. Come on, my focus right now isn't on man. But my focus right now is on Jesus. Come on, I wonder if you surrender yourself to Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Come on, those walls you've built up aren't against Jesus. Come on, let them tear them down right now. Let him get inside and heal you, deliver you, and speak to you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, there's a fresh anointing in this place right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I surrender right now to you, Lord Jesus. Come on, from your heart right now. As they begin to sing what they just sang. Come on, you just begin to open up your heart right now to Him. Come on, this is my surrender, God. This is my surrender right now, Jesus. Come on, surrender some things over to Him right now. God, whatever you want to do, Lord Jesus. God, whatever you want to do, God, whatever you want to speak, Lord, whatever you want to accomplish. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, your way is better, Lord Jesus. Your way is better, Lord. Come on, it's just you and Jesus right now. I don't care who's next to you. I don't care who can hear you sing. I don't care who can hear you pray right now. Come on, in this moment, it's just you and Jesus. Come on, let that Holy Ghost begin to renew itself right now. Rekindle that flame right now inside your spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus.
1: Hallelujah,
2: Jesus. Come on, lift your hands all across this place. And that just be your prayer right now. Surrender yourselves to him. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Brother Ty said it. we got our minds focused on the wrong thing right now. But right now, I'm going to open myself back up. Just like when I got the Holy Ghost for the first time. I opened myself up for Jesus to begin to move and begin to speak. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. God, whatever you want to do right now, Jesus. God, whatever you want to speak right now, right now. God, you would do it, Lord Jesus. Come on there's a way with the Holy Ghost that wants to sweep through this place right now. Do whatever you want. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. God, I'm gonna lay it all down, oh God. Every wound, God, every hurt. Every struggle, Lord Jesus. Every wall I build up, God. one more time, one more time. Come on, in position yourself right now to receive the Word of God. Oh, Hallelujah! Come on, get your mind in the right place right now. Get your spirit, your heart. Hallelujah, Jesus, God. I'm going to open myself up right now, Jesus. I know it's not easy. I know it may be painful right now, but right now we're going to let down our guard. We're going to let the Spirit of God begin to minister to us. Well, that's it. God, I'm going to make room for you right now, Jesus. I'm going to allow for you to minister. Hallelujah, Jesus. When I feel the Lord in this place, one of the things I've learned in ministry is this, we can do all we want in praise and worship but it's the word of God it's the word of God that will sustain us it's the word of God that will give us direction give us clarity man if we'll stand all across this place for the reading of the word Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 4 through 10 says that then the word of the Lord came unto me saying before I formed thee in the belly I knew thee before thou camest out of the womb I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet to the nations, then said I, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, he's talking to Jeremiah, Say not that I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. He looks at Jeremiah and says, Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Verse 9, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. It's what he's doing right now. He's touching you. Everything that you said you could not do, the Lord is touching. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Every excuse you gave, he's touching it right now. Every reason, every doubt, he's reaching out and touching it right now. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. Amen. Every person in this place, my title is this, I have a purpose. I wonder right now, if you would close your eyes and lift your hands to heaven one more time. Come on, declare today, I have a purpose. I have a purpose. Lord, we're thankful, Lord God, that you met us here today. God, we feel your spirit. We feel your anointing. God, we feel the moving of the hand of God in this house right now. God, is ready to throw down. God, it's also ready to build up. It's there to encourage. It's there to send out. God, is there to accomplish. God, help us, Lord God, to begin to tear down walls right now and we build up in our own selves. God, you remove the spirit of hurt. God, depression, pain that's in this place right now, God, you begin to build up. You begin to encourage. You begin to strengthen right now, Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, that name is above every name, God. Lord, if you can use anything, God, I pray, Lord, you'd use your messenger. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Amen, amen. You can be seated just for a moment. The definition of purpose is this, the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. We find ourselves here with Jeremiah, a young man who is realizing there's something different in my life, but I'm not sure what it is yet. I see myself in a life that's so glim and so dark. I don't believe I can do, God, what you call me to do. But the Lord steps in, in the middle of Jeremiah's worry. And he says, young man, I need you to listen up. Long before the world knew you were going to walk in this world, long before anybody ever knew you were going to exist, I knew you and I set purpose in your life. Can I stop right now and tell you there is not, amen, a mistake that was made that you're here today. But God knew, amen, long before you were created, long before your parents ever existed, that there was a purpose in your life and for your birth. You need to understand today that you do have purpose. You do hold meeting. Amen. You're not just sitting on this earth to take up space right now. You're not here to take up oxygen and just to build a house to come to live and to die. No, there is a purpose inside of each and every one of us today. And we have to allow that purpose to rise up and to take hold and to accomplish what God wanted it to accomplish. There's a reason for your existing today. That's the whole purpose of purpose, is to why am I existing? Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 and 16 says this, Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. Can I tell you your purpose today is bigger than just you and it's bigger than just me and it's bigger in this church. But you were created by the hands of God for the hands of God to use. No wonder the enemy is fighting you so hard. It's because you're a tool that was created by the hands of God to be used by God. Come on, you need to understand your purpose today. You're not just here to be here and to take up room, but you're here to tear down and to destroy and to cast dominion over hell that's trying to come against this earth. There's purpose inside of you today. The enemy understands if you realize your purpose, amen, heaven's gates are going to be shook. Dominion that's been put over the city of Muncie, amen, will have to leave. Handcuffs will have to be removed. Bondage will have to be broken. Amen. When you begin to walk in the authority and the anointing that God's placed in your life. Why? Because you were created by Him and for Him. It's time we understand and realize we're not just flesh full of 206 bones. But inside of me and inside of you, there is an established purpose that is waiting to be released and to let go. And I believe it's high time that we push back all the junk and all the issues and we begin to say, God, I want the purpose in my life to reign out right now. I want to begin to walk in your calling. I want to begin to walk in your authority and in your anointing. I refuse to take one more day where I'm not walking in the purpose that God's placed in me. Jeremiah is called... And he begins to discover his purpose. But like many of us are sitting here today, there was not another person that was at that moment when God revealed and gave you the revelation of who you were going to become. I love you, but you were not there when God called me into ministry. I love you, but you are not there. Amen. The moment that I remember being a child praying in an altar, and a man of God spoke to me and says, You're only a young kid right now, but there's a mighty anointing on your life. I still remember those days. This word, this purpose is inside of me, it's inside of you. Was not intended for your neighbor. It was not intended for your brother or for your sister. It was not intended for this world, but it was given to you by the one that called you out of darkness and into this marvelous light. It was given to you and to you only. A great philosopher in the 1800s once said this. Those who are seen dancing were thought to be insane by those who could not hear the music. Just because you don't hear the music of the calling and the purpose this place in my life doesn't mean I'm the insane one. Pastor Ty, I'm not going to judge you for the beat that you're dancing to because I know you're not going to judge me for the beat that I'm dancing to. Why? Because I did not hear his calling, and I did not hear his purpose. But, honey, I heard the purpose, and I heard the calling, and I heard the anointing. So I'm going to dance away to the beat that God's placed inside my soul. I can't explain to you the purpose inside of me because you weren't there. say it all the time. We get excited. You don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. Yes, he's pulled us out. But not only did he pull me out, but he pulled me in with a purpose. And I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this place right now. I feel some chains starting to fall off. I feel some people starting to have some encouragement in themselves. You know what? It's all right if you're sitting there humbly. And you don't fully understand and believe that you can do this. It's because you're coming with a humble spirit. But Jeremiah, when God begins to reveal to you, and he begins to speak to you, don't you dare let anybody or anything keep you from it. If your purpose confuses those around you, you're in great company. I can't go into my job right now and tell them the anointing I have felt in my life because they're not going to understand it. There are some family members that aren't going to understand why I do what I do, but that's all right. That doesn't stop me from keeping going on. I think of Job who lost everything, and those that were close to him that looked at him and says, Why don't you just give it all up? It would make more sense for you to curse God and die right now than for you to go another step. Uh, can I tell you, no, don't you dare do that. If there's a voice that's inside of you telling you, you might as well give up, you might as well die, you might as well end it. That's not the word from God. That's not the voice of God. That's the voice of the enemy that's scared to death of the purpose that's placed in your life. Because the devil never wanted Job to raise up and to be blessed, amen, seven times over. The devil never wanted Job, amen, to realize, greater is he that's in me than he is in the world. He doesn't want to have a testimony service. Go On the company you're in, I know a man named Noah who was out building an ark in the middle of a desert place in a land that never experienced rain before. Why, Noah, would you spend 120 years building an ark? I can't explain it to you. But there was a moment I was in the presence of God, and he impressed on me a purpose. He says, one of these days there's going to be a great flood. I don't even know what a flood means. We never had rain, so so that word is foreign to me. But the Lord spoke it to me. My purpose right now, amen, is that I'm getting ready to build up something that's going to take me and my family to safety. My purpose doesn't make sense to every person that passes by. That doesn't mean it won't take place in the future. Listen, just because you can't see it right now, just because there's not a place for your purpose, doesn't mean your purpose doesn't exist. 120 years. Noah woke up every day. He says, we're going to keep building. But, Dad, we're tired. Honey, can't we just take a break? No, I can't let you guys do that. I can't let you give up on the purpose that God placed inside of me. You want to know why? Because on the other side of that flood is when, amen, those three boys, amen, that were related to Noah, received their purpose and their calling. So moms and dads, right now, I want to keep building in the middle of my purpose. Because my baby's purpose had not been given to them yet. And if I stop right now, I can never take them to the place that God can reveal the purpose in their life. And they will raise up and live a life without purpose. And you see what that does to a society. When they walk around without a purpose, without a focus, without a vision, and without clarity. I believe God right now is opening up doors that have not even been created yet. I said, right now, you could be far ahead of what the world sees right now. In education right now, we're teaching children, and we say it all the time, we're teaching children to have jobs that aren't even created yet. Why? Because we can't teach after those jobs are needed. We have to make sure when those jobs become available, we have somebody that's qualified and ready. I said there's positions in church. There's positions in the kingdom of God that you do not realize yet. But I can't wait until the need is there (laughs) to start raising up a generation to fulfill those things. But Sister Shelly, right now, I'm going to prepare a way. Amen. So when those things open up, When those opportunities open up, there's a smooth transition from one generation to the next generation to keep this gospel moving, to keep the Word of God moving. You can dream things up, but there's got to be a moment you get up out of your bed and you do the work. Being a dreamer isn't enough. But Brother Ty said it. Once you hear that word, once you give that vision, once you have that calling from God, you better pick yourself up and you better be willing to answer. Don't stop dreaming, but get up out of your bed and start walking towards that dream. Maybe you're a Gideon today who has been hiding from everyone around you and you need an angel of the Lord to come and remind you that there is purpose and destiny. Inside of you. And your purpose and your destiny is not to spend your entire life hiding behind a wine press in fear of your enemy. You know what your purpose is? Your purpose is to rise up. Almighty oh, man of valor. Oh, mighty woman of valor. God is with thee. Come on, you're so focused on the enemy that's greater than you. God is greater than that enemy. We need to shift our perspective. Stop looking at the enemy. Stop looking at the world and start looking to our God. That's greater. That's bigger. That's stronger. My eyes are set up a little bit higher than the enemy is trying to rain down on me. We can say in our hiding place and pretend our purpose, amen, does not exist but I would hate to walk this earth and never truly walk in my purpose. I don't want to live another year with a bunch of what-ifs. What if I would have came from behind that wine press? Would I have family that would still be alive? What if, amen, I would have the courage to stand up with the angel the Lord came and says, I'm not done with you, mighty man of valor, mighty woman of valor. If I would have stood up in that moment, would we have a greater amount of revival? we had experienced the things we experienced. No more what ifs. But it's time we stand up and realize that through God, not through me, not through you, but through God, all things are possible. It was Jesus and Peter who were having a great moment together in Matthew chapter 16. Peter was revealing to Jesus that he knew who he really was. It was a kumbaya moment between Jesus and Peter where Jesus looked at Peter and says, You understand. You understand who I am. You get it. Jesus spoke to Peter in Matthew 16, verse 19. And I will give unto thee keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. But just four four verses later, we find Peter in a totally different position. Peter is holding the keys that we're all longing for. How do I get to heaven? Peter holds them. How do I overcome these things? Peter understands it. We're going to bind things here. We're going to loose things there. Because whatever you do here, I'm going to do up in heaven. And whatever you ask me, brother Ty, to open up, I'm going to open up in heaven. Anything you want is in your grasp. Peter was on cloud nine. And all of a sudden, Jesus begins to reveal some things that are even deeper. In verse number 21, he says this, four verses later. From that time forth began Jesus to show his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief, the priests and the scribes, and be killed and be raised again the third day. Jesus, having a close relationship with Peter, begins to reveal his purpose. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke Jesus for the purpose that he just shared to him. Saying, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall it not be unto thee. Verse number 23, but he turned and said to Peter, Jesus looks at Peter and says this, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. What in the world happened between verse number 19 and verse numbers 22 and 23? Jesus reveals his purpose to man, and man cannot comprehend it. Peter thought he was doing the right thing. But Thomas, because he says, you know what? I'm not going to let one person touch you. I've got you this close. I've watched you heal the sick. I've watched you raise the dead. I've watched you feed the 5,000. I refuse to let anybody take you from me. I'm going to fight for you. Peter thought, yeah, Jesus is going to like that. He says, no, you don't understand. That gets in the way of my purpose. we cannot do is get in the way of each other's purposes. I'm going to get in the way of your purpose. I don't fully understand it, but I'm going to get in the way of it. If it doesn't make sense to me, I'm still going to be there and I'm still going to shout. I'm still going to encourage you. I'm still going to tell you never give up. But what we can't do is tell somebody, no, I'm not going to support that because it does not make sense to me right now. Don't you dare be a purpose killer. But it's time that we be purpose fulfillers. Hey, we're going to go together in this thing because you have a purpose and I have a purpose. And we're going to walk together and we're going to fight together until we see our purposes begin to be revealed and to go forwards. We begin to come to the music. Peter failed to realize that while I'm trying to protect Jesus... I was denying him from his ultimate purpose. And can you imagine if Peter would have been allowed to stand between Jesus and his purpose? Because there was another moment when Jesus was in that garden and he began to pray so intently, knowing his purpose, knowing the will that he was supposed to walk in, that his flesh almost got between him and his purpose. We'll stand all across this place right now. Don't you dare let your flesh get between you and your purpose. Why? Because there is a multitude of people that's waiting, that's depending on you to walk in your purpose. And if Jesus would have allowed Peter to get in the way of his purpose... Or if Jesus would have allowed his flesh to get in the way of his purpose, we couldn't sit here today and shout. We couldn't sit here and just have the move of God that we just had. There's got to be a moment when we say, God, if you're willing to do that for me, I'm willing to do whatever for you. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Another translation says it this and clears it up. Many are the plans in a person's heart. But it is the Lord's purpose. It's the Lord's purpose that prevails. We'll close our eyes all across this place. We need a move of God in this house. We need God to do something great in this place right now. Because what we cannot do is lose purpose and lose the sight that God has for us. Well, if you were up here just a few minutes ago, I invite you to come back up here. Because what you did is you allowed yourself to be open to receive the word of God. Now I need you to come back down here. I need you to receive and be reminded of the purpose. I don't care what your age is. There's still purpose in you. We looked at Jeremiah, and he was a young man that says, I cannot do it. And the Lord says, no, 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 no. You may be a young man. But I've been with you this whole time, and I've given you the words, and I took away every doubt. I took away every fear. I touched it, and I got rid of it. Come on, whatever your worry is right now, you need to bring it down to this altar and say, God, I need you to touch the very thing that's keeping me from my purpose. Is a worship team, I don't know what you have playing, but if you'll sing that song that you sang right before I preached, Abraham who was an old man listen to me elders your time is not gone your time has not passed you but there is still a purpose inside of you and the Lord spoke to him and says Abraham I'm going to make your seed as the sand of the sea and the stars of the sky you're not going to be able to number it and it's going to be a blessed nation I wonder what would happen if Sarah and Abraham would have allowed the excuse of their old age to get between them and their purpose. There would have never been an Israel. And there would have never been a Jesus. I need you to get out of your own way right now. And I need you to get in the way of God. They say, God, lead me and guide me. Whatever excuse I have right now, whether it's because I'm too young or I'm too old or because I'm hurt or because I have pain, whatever the excuse is right now, you need to hand it over to Jesus. Come on, they're going to keep singing right now. And we're going to begin to give some things over to Jesus. I need you to get selfish right now. And I need you to begin to pray like you've never prayed before. God, I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. To live without walking in my purpose.